Well, hello, hello and hello to each and every one of you. Wow. Oh, my goodness. It's not quite as windy out there today, but um, I think Storm Eunice has uh, blown itself out. <laughs> but it's still quite windy and definitely cold. So, how are you all today? Are you all good? Well, I hope so. I have got a hello to say. Um, it is, um, I had a message from a little boy called Jasper Swanton, who said he listens to these stories every night at bedtime. And he would like me to say hello to him and his little sister, Pixie Rose. So Jasper is six and Pixie Rose is four. So hi to both of you and I hope you're both absolutely fantastic. Um, I hope Storm Eunice didn't do too much damage on the Channel Islands, which is where you are. So not quite as far away as Australia from me, but probably about 100 miles away because the Channel Islands are about 100 miles out into the uh, English Channel, aren't they? So, hello to Jersey. There we go. Oh, dear me. And I hope you enjoy this story. It's another one from The Wishing Chair, which um, Jasper says that he loves The Wishing Chair stories. So, um, half term is over, the next chapter. Half term is over and... The Christmas holidays have come. So, this story is called Santa Claus and the Wishing Chair. Ooh, that sounds exciting, doesn't it? So, here goes. Christmas was coming. Peter and Molly were home from boarding school and were very excited. Two more days till Christmas, said Peter. Then stockings and crackers and pudding and a Christmas tree and parties. Oh, how exciting. The next day came and that was Christmas Eve. Only today, said Molly, then Christmas. They went down to their playroom, which was built at the bottom of the garden. The wishing chair was there, but Binky, their friend, was not. He had gone Christmas shopping. Binky said he would hang his stocking up on the back of the wishing chair, said Molly. Then Santa Claus would fill it for him. Where shall we put the presents we bought for him, Peter? They put them on the sofa in the corner and then ran back to the house. They had not been for any rides on the wishing chair so far these holidays, but they had been so busy doing their Christmas shopping that they had hardly paid any attention to the magic chair. The children hung up their stockings that night at the end of their beds. Mother tucked them up, kissed them and put out the light. Now go to sleep quickly, she said. No staying awake and peeping. So they went straight off to sleep and began to dream about parties and presents. But in the middle of the night, Peter suddenly woke up. He had heard a strange noise in his sleep. What could it be? 
It was someone tapping on the window pane outside. Tap, tap, tap. Tap, tap, tap. Molly, wake up, cried Peter. There's someone knocking at the window. Molly sat up, rubbing her eyes. Do you suppose it's Santa Claus, she said in an excited voice. Of course not, he comes down the chimney, said Peter. Come on, let's see who it is. They went to the window and opened it, and in popped Binky the Pixie, shivering with cold and panting with excitement. Molly, Peter, something's happened. I was asleep in the playroom when I heard a galloping noise, and I looked out of the window, and I saw Santa Claus and his reindeer in the sky, and the reindeers were running away. Something had frightened them. Then I heard a crash and I'm sure the reindeers have galloped into some trees and broken the sleigh. Will you come with me and see? Wow. The children dressed quickly for it was a cold night. They put on their warmest coats and crept downstairs. Soon they were at the bottom of the garden. The moon came out from behind a cloud and lit up everything for them. It's nearly midnight, said Binky. I do hope Santa Claus hasn't been hurt. He hurried them into the field at the back of the garden and ran towards some big elm trees. And there they saw a strange sight. The sleigh and the reindeer had got caught in the trees. The children and Binky could quite clearly see them in the moonlight. Oh dear, said Molly half frightened. I wonder where Santa Claus is. There's somebody climbing down the tree. Look, said Binky. So there was. And even as the children watched, someone jumped down from the tree and caved towards them. It's Santa Claus, said Peter. Sure enough, it was. There was no mistake about it. For there were the bright twinkling eyes, the snow white beard and the red coat. Good evening, sir, said Binky. I'm afraid you've had an accident. I certainly have, said Santa Claus in a worried voice. Something frightened my reindeer and they ran away at top speed. They ran into the top of that tall tree and wrecked my sleigh. Now what am I to do? It's Christmas night and I've thousands of stockings to fill. Santa Claus still had his sack with him and it was bulging, full of toys. He put it down on the ground and wiped his hot forehead. What will happen to the poor reindeer? asked Molly. Oh, I've sent a message to my reindeer stables and they will send along two or three men to free them from the branches and take them home, said Santa Claus. And now... The next thing is, what will happen to me? Here I am, Santa Claus, with a big sack of toys to fill everyone's stockings and no way to get to those stockings. It was then that Peter had his wonderful idea. He nearly cried with excitement as he spoke. Santa Claus, oh Santa Claus, I know what you can do. Borrow our wishing chair. Whatever is the boy talking about, said Santa Claus, puzzled. Wishing chair? 
There aren't such things nowadays. Well, we've got one, said Molly, overjoyed at Peter's idea. Come on, Santa, we'll take you to where we keep it, and then you'll see for yourself. You could fly it into every chimney quite easily. They dragged the big jolly man across the field and through the hedge into their garden. Binky was just as excited as everyone else. They all went into the playroom and Binky lit the lamp. There you are, he said proudly, holding the lamp over the old wishing chair. There's the wonderful chair and look, it's grown its wings all ready to take you, Santa. It might have known you were coming. Santa stared at the wings that were slowly flapping to and fro on the legs of the chair. His eyes shone in the lamplight. Yes, he said. Yes, the very thing. I didn't know there was a wishing chair in the world nowadays. May I really borrow it, children? Yes, said Molly. Oh, on one condition, said Peter suddenly. What's that? asked Santa Claus, putting his great big bag over his shoulder. Take us with you in the chair for just a little while, so that we can see how you slip down the chimneys and into the bedrooms, begged Peter. Please? But will the chair hold all of us? said Santa doubtfully. I'm rather heavy, you know. Oh, the chair is as strong as ten horses, said Binky eagerly. You don't know the adventures it's had, Santa. Get in and we'll go. Santa sat down in the chair. He filled it right up. He took Molly on one knee. Binky climbed to the back of the chair where he sat. And Peter sat on the sack of toys. <laughs> The chair gave a creak, flapped its wings fast and rose into the air. We're off, cried Molly in excitement. Oh, who would have thought that we'd be flying to the housetops with Santa Claus tonight? What a fine adventure we'll have. The wishing chair rose high into the air once it got out of the doors. Molly shivered for the air was frosty. Santa Claus covered her up with part of his wide coat. They passed the elm tree where the sleigh and the reindeer had got caught. Look, said Peter, there are your men freeing the reindeer from the branches. Good, said Santa. They will be quite all right now. Hello, the chair is flying down to this roof. Who lives here, children? Franny and Tommy Dawson, said Peter. Oh, have you got presents for their stocking, Santa? They're such nice, kind children. Yes, I know, said Santa, looking at a big notebook where many names were written down. Ah, Franny wants two twin dolls and a puzzle. And Tommy wants a train and some lines. Put your hand into the sack, Peter, please, and take them out. Peter put his hand into the enormous sack and the first things he felt were the dolls, the puzzle and the train with train tracks. He pulled them out. You might see if there are any oranges and nuts there too, said Santa. I always like to give a little extra something to good children. Peter 
put his hand into the sack again and felt a handful of nuts, apples and oranges. He gave them to Santa. The chair flew down to a flat piece of roof just by a big chimney. Santa put Molly off his knee and stood up. Watch me slip down this chimney, he said. And in a second he was gone. It was astonishing how such a big man could get down the chimney. Quick, said Binky, patting the chair. Get in, Molly. We'll fly the chair down to Franny's window and peep in to see what Santa Claus does there. He won't mind. The chair rose off the roof, flew down to a little window. It put two of its legs there and balanced itself most unsafely, flapping its wings all the time so that it wouldn't fall. Binky and the children peered in at the window. Franny and Tommy always had a nightlight and they could see the room quite clearly. Franny was asleep in her cot and Tommy was asleep in his small bed. Look, there's Santa's feet coming out of the fireplace, said Binky excitedly. Don't they look funny? And now there's his knees and his waist and all of him. It's funny he doesn't get black. Santa Claus slipped right out of the fireplace and tiptoed to Franny's bed. There was a stocking hanging at the end. Santa put the oranges, apples and nuts at the bottom and then stuffed in the puzzle and the twin dolls. Franny didn't stir. She was quite sound asleep. Santa Claus went to Tommy next and filled his stocking too. Then he tiptoed back to the chimney put his head up and was soon lost to sight. The wishing chair flew back to the roof and waited there for Santa. Up he came, puffing and blowing. I saw you peeping in at the window, he said. You gave me quite a fright at first. Come along now to the next house where there are children. It was not far off for Harry and Ronald, two big boys, lived next door. Santa looked them up in his notebook and found that they were good, clever boys. Neither of them had asked for anything in their stockings. They had just left it to Santa Claus to choose for them. Oh, now let me see, said Santa. Clever boys, my notebook says. What about a book on aeroplanes for Harry and a big Meccano set? And a book on ships for Ronald and a really difficult puzzle. Put your hand in the sack, Peter, and see what you can find. Peter slipped in his hand and, of course, he found the books, the Meccano and the puzzle at once. It almost seemed as if the toys arranged themselves just right for Santa Claus. It was part of his magic, Peter supposed. He handed the things out to Santa Claus and then took apple, nuts, oranges and a few crackers from the sack too. Santa Claus got off the chair and went down the chimney again. Come on chair, said Molly, let's go and peep in at the window again. So the chair flew down to the windowsill and tried to balance itself. Harry and Ronald had no nightlight, but the moon shone well in at their window and the children and Binky could easily see what was happening inside. They saw Santa creep out of the chimney and go to Harry's stocking 
And then, just as Santa was turning to go to Ronald's bed, the wishing chair fell off the windowsill. The sill was very narrow indeed, and the chair simply couldn't stay there. The children gave a small squeal, for they were frightened when the chair fell. Of course, it had once rose up again to the roof, flapping its strong wings. But the noise had awakened Ronald, and he sat up. The children didn't see what happened, but Santa Claus told them when he at last came up the chimney once more. You shouldn't have made such a noise, he said. You woke Ronald and I had to hide behind a chair till he lay down and went to sleep again. I might have had to wait for an hour. We're very sorry, said Binky. The chair slipped and we thought we were falling. Perhaps we'd better not peep in at the windows any more. I suppose we couldn't come down a chimney with you, could we? asked Molly longingly. I've always wanted to do that. Yes, you can if you like, said Santa, but you must not make any noise. Now, who's on the next list? Oh, Joy Brown, seven years old. Nobody said anything, but Molly and Peter thought a lot. Joy was not a bit like her name. She was a spiteful, unkind child who didn't bring joy to anyone. Molly was surprised that Santa Claus should take presents to Joy. <clears throat> but he wasn't going to. He read a few lines out loud and then pursed up his mouth. <coughs> oh, excuse me, sorry. Dear, dear, Joy seems to be a bad girl. Listen to this. Joy Brown, unkind, selfish, and never gives any happiness to anyone. <gasps> Does not deserve any toys this Christmas. Well, well, well. We must miss her out, I'm afraid. Oh, my goodness. So the wishing chair flew past Joy's house. There was nothing in that naughty little girl's stocking the next morning. This is George's house, said Peter eagerly as the chair flew down onto a sloping roof. It was so sloping that they all had to hold on to the nearest chimney. Can't we go down with you, Santa? Santa nodded, so Molly tried to get into the chimney but she stuck fast and couldn't go down. Then Peter tried, but he stuck fast too. And so did Binky. Santa Claus laughed softly. <laughs> you don't know my trick. I could never get down some of these narrow chimneys if I didn't use magic oil to make the chimney slippery. In the old days, chimneys were very wide and there were no difficulty. But nowadays the chimneys are narrow and small. Stand back, Binky, and I'll pour a little of my oil down. Santa Claus tipped a small bottle up and a few drops fell down the chimney. Now try, Molly, said Santa. So Molly tried again. And this time she slid down the chimney quite easily and crept out of the bottom into George's bedroom. It did seem strange. There was George in bed 
and he was snoring very gently, so Molly knew he must be asleep. Then Peter slid down, then Binky, and last of all, Santa Claus. You can fill George's stocking if you like, he whispered to Peter. You're a friend of George's, aren't you? I know you like him very much. Yes, he's a good boy, said Peter, and he took the books, the fruit, and the box of small motor cars that Santa gave him. Soon, George's stocking was full to the top. It's fun playing at Santa, being Santa Claus, said Peter. Then they all crept up the chimney again. But Binky had a dreadful time trying not to sneeze because the soot got up his nose and tickled it. A tissue, he said when he stood on the roof again, holding firmly to a chimney. A tissue! Shh, said Santa in alarm. Don't do that. A tissue, said poor Binky. I can't help it. A tissue! Santa Claus bundled him into the chair and they all flew off to another house. Now, this must be the last house you visit with me, said Santa Claus, seeing Molly yawning and rubbing her eyes. You must be fresh and lively on Christmas Day or people will wonder what on earth is the matter with you. You may come down the chimney here and then I shall fly back to your own house with you and go on my journey by myself. The children and Binky were disappointed, but they knew Santa was right. They really were beginning to feel very sleepy. They slipped down the chimney with Santa and Molly filled Angela's stocking herself with all kinds of exciting things. Molly wondered what Angela would say if she knew that she, Molly, had filled her stocking and not Santa Claus. It wouldn't be any use telling her for she wouldn't believe it. Then Santa Claus told the wishing chair to fly back to the playroom and very soon it was there, standing on the floor. Goodbye, dear old Santa, said Molly, and she gave the jolly old man a hug. So did Peter. Binky shook hands with him very solemnly. Then they watched him fly off in their chair to fill hundreds more stockings. He waved to them as he went out of sight. Oh, I'm so sleepy, said Molly. Good night, Binky dear. See you tomorrow. They ran up the garden crept into the house and was soon fast asleep. And in the morning, what a wonderful surprise! Santa Claus had come back at the end of his journey and his last visit had been to Molly and Peter. He must have climbed down their chimney whilst they slept and he had filled their stockings from top to toe. They were almost bursting with good things. The presents had even overflowed onto the floor. Oh, here's just what I wanted, cried Molly, picking up a book. Mr Galliano's Circus. And here's a book that opens and shuts its eyes and a toy typewriter oh, and a doll's bathroom. And oh, look, Peter, you've got six different kinds of aeroplanes. Peter had plenty of other things besides those. The two children were very happy indeed. Mother was most astonished when she saw all their toys. Why, anyone would think you were great friends of Santa Claus by the way he has spoiled you with so many presents, she said. We are friends of his, said Molly happily. 
After breakfast, they went down to the playroom to wish Binky a Merry Christmas. And do you know, he had as many things as they had too. So you can guess what a fine Christmas morning they had playing with everything. Good old Santa Claus and good old wishing chair, said Peter, patting the chair which was safely back in its place. I do hope Santa Claus is having as good a Christmas as we are. Well, I expect he was, don't you? (laughs) That was a nice story, wasn't it? And do you know what? The book that Molly got, Mr Galliano's Circus, I have as well. And I thought I might start to read that one to you all at some point. So... There's something to look forward to because Molly really wanted that book. <laughs> Anyhow, oh dear. Well, it wasn't really um, time for a Christmassy story, but it was still very nice, wasn't it? So, I hope you all enjoyed it. And I really, really hope that Jasper and Pixie Rose enjoyed it. And um. I have to get ready for work now. I should really start these um, stories with good evening or good night and sleep well with sweet dreams, shouldn't I? (laughs) Uh, Because I know a lot of you listen to them in the night or at bedtime. But um, I always read them in the morning, so I always say good morning. Oh, well, never mind. Let's just say hello. (laughs) Anyway, I have to go and get ready for work now. So I will see you all again tomorrow, hopefully. And you have a wonderful, wonderful day, whatever you're doing, whether you're going to school or whether you're going to, I don't know, an adventure. Maybe you've got a wishing chair. If you have, I want to know about it. Just send me a message. I won't tell anyone at all, I promise. (laughs) But I do want to know. Anyway, I will see you all again tomorrow. So until then, take care and stay safe. Bye for now.